0: Episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home in your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV are we? Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid America RV experience travel like you never have before find out more at midamericarv.com you should definitely take a gander at their site see if uh any of that interests you it is cool to get out and be in an rv we've been out with mid-america rv in the game day trailer before which is a totally different experience yeah but they also have a lot of the other cool rvs and uh apparently an rv for any vehicle no seriously i could slap it on the
1: kia right there look out america Coming in hot. Yeah, mic'd up Me across the my America. teardrop
0: trailer. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be just hooking up to the, the Kia.
1: This would be fully a fully sponsored, sponsored type of trip. Type of trip. <laughs>
0: yeah, it would. This Kia uh, from a Roper Kia. The teardrop mm-hmm. trailer.
1: Attach a gun Barbie. to
0: it. Yeah. And we got guns spot in there. Hey, Oil change by down. You don't know what's going to happen
1: in National Park. I'm always
0: strapped, dog. <laughs> I got two guns already, one on each arm. Yeah, is that what... That's what you're going with right there. Okay. Uh, we do have a lot to talk about today. We are It's Friday. Happy Friday to our listeners. We're going to give our NFL picks against the spread today where we go through all 12 games that will be played on Sunday, but we also going to get to some college football. We had a football game last night that I know you and I were talking about. I wouldn't really pay attention to it. Then the third quarter happened, and uh, <laughs> it kind of started paying attention as the Steelers kind of come back in this thing. And we kind of had it on uh, at the Christmas party that we were at watching it. And it's like, oh, my God, how are the Vikings up so big? I think at one point they were up 26 or 29 to nothing. Yep. And then the Steelers fight back in the third quarter. But I think the biggest, like, storyline of this game, like, even had last night Dalvin Cook, we didn't know if he was going to play. Then he comes out. They say he's going to play. Even talking to guys last night on the podcast, I don't know how many carries he's going to take. He had 200 yards rushing two touchdowns last night, but I feel like all anybody wants to talk about, and I think rightfully so, is Chase Claypool and the way that he ended that game. It's all <laughs> over Twitter this morning. If you haven't seen it, I'm, I'm very surprised everybody's talking about it. The Steelers are driving in the fourth quarter with a chance to tie this game, and Chase Claypool, I believe it was on fourth down, catches a first down and then does like – um like a point thing you know that gesture where you oh i just got a first down yep. it's a cool moment but the clock is literally ticking <laughs> you are wasting precious time and uh, i saw somebody out there even say it's like it was at least 5 seconds which is another play in the nfl probably it, it could have at least given them a better opportunity to win that game given them another another play uh, i just i can't believe that the steelers once again a great wide receiver It's already a distraction. Yeah. This is like three now. Antonio Brown, uh, Juju. With the dancing. And now it looks
1: like Chase (laughs) Clayton again. It's weird. Hey, they know how to find the receiver talent in terms of not being a distraction. Well, that's been kind of tough. But I think he wasted a legit 10, 11 seconds. Someone tracked it because it was like 36 seconds when he was down and 25 when they spiked it.
0: And he was right there in the middle of the field, too. So it's like Mm -hmm. just get the
1: ball to the official as quickly as you can. And, I mean, you tweeted about it, and so I think it's perfectly to, to throw it in here. Is like Pat Fairmuth, a rookie, is the one that had to eventually pick up the ball, give it to the ref to put it in yeah. place. Big Ben snaps it, spikes it, and then Najee Harris has to calm down Chase Claypool.
0: Dude, it was such a just weird sequence of events, too. Because, like, he does. He catches it, and like you're excited. Like, oh, my God, they have a chance here. Drive continues. And then Trey Turner, like, tries to come up and – it seemed like telling him, like, hey, get your shit together. We, we got a game to win here. And even a member of the Vikings, it looked like he ran up to Claypool and was like, oh, I should probably hold on to this guy. And he's like, nope, I'm going to let you do your thing. You're wasting your own time. I'm not, uh, you know, chancing a penalty or anything like this. <laughs> so just a crazy, like I said, sequence of events here where Trey Turner tries to come over and, and calm him down or, or get the ball back or whatever it was. That doesn't work. The ball somehow ends up, like, rolling across the field. Pat Fryermuth, a rookie, picks it up, gets it to the official. And then even when they get set, I mean, just reading the body language, too, of Chase Claypool, you can tell that he's, like, pissed off about it. And then the ball gets snapped. Roethlisberger spikes it, kills the clock. And then he, like, loses his shit again. It looks like he's throwing a little bit of a, a tantrum or a fit. And I don't know what it was all about. But it's Najee Harris, again, a rookie that has to come in and, like, almost calm him down.
1: Yeah, and that it, was the thing with like after the snap that you just mentioned there. I couldn't I tell if that was like him celebrating,
0: celebrating more or if him being upset with himself that he wasted time. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It is. It, I. I don't know. I. And I would love to see the third part of my tweet here this morning. I would love to see what Mike Tomlin had to say about that. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Because uh, Claypool was already in trouble uh, from the the like the first quarter or the first half at least, getting a personal foul, and then Tomlin said like, "Oh, we benched him for a while." Hopefully, you know he got the message. Yeah, doesn't doesn't really seem like he did. So, uh, just it's crazy. Another great receiver for the Steelers, now becoming a bit of a distraction. And it's not just this one event. If people are listening, they're like, "Oh, give him a break. He's a young kid." It, 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 earlier in the year, just a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about how he wants music played at practice, and, and Mike Tomlin had to be like, "Nope, I'm the coach. I'm going to make those decisions." It's not happening. I guess I missed that. Yeah, they were asking uh, somebody in the media was asking Claypool about like, uh, what they could do to get the the season back on track or whatever and he said that playing music at practice would probably lighten things up and get people loose. And Tomlin came out and said pretty much like I'm the coach, I make those decisions. It's not going to happen. Wow.
1: That is weird though, that they're not playing music at practice. I feel like everybody does that.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times they do it because of uh you trying to simulate crowd noise. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But I, could, I, I'm sure in certain situations they probably do have some kind of music or crowd noise going. But I guess I'm too old because I agree with Mike Tomlin. Like you don't need players like dancing through the receiver line or being that's, that loose. That know. is true because that's exactly what they'd be doing. Yeah, is, yeah. you're a professional athletes. So I, I don't know. I guess maybe you should be able to count on them and say like, yeah, you can. Do the music during practice, and it's not a big deal. These are professional athletes. But on the other hand, I think you can look at it and be like, "Why do you need music to go through practice? Like, this is your job." Like,
1: I don't know. Sometimes you guys get a little bit more serious because you're schools schools of thought, I guess.
0: Yeah, on that one. But i I will probably default to what Mike Tomlin has to say about football over just about anyone else. (laughs) He's one of my favorite coaches in the entire league. I couldn't. uh, I never picked up on that. No, I never mentioned how much I actually love all of the Pittsburgh Steelers. (laughs) It's kind of crazy actually how many of them I like, but I'm not a fan of that team.
1: I think if they had a new quarterback, like let's say they get Phil Drakovich like next year, I think you're gonna be a Steelers fan.
0: I I don't root against them. I know that. They're just not a team that I like actively root for. But if I had to pick a new team, like if Patrick Mahomes when he retires or leaves the Kansas City Chiefs, Yeah, I could see myself being a Steelers fan. But they do have so many of the guys that I like. I really liked Najee Harris. Deontay Johnson was like my sleeper guy. Mm-hmm. He's been good. I liked Chase Claypool. I remember watching him at the Senior Bowl and being like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be yeah. really good. <laughs> he is still. He's still very good. But my opinion is kind of changing on him.
1: He did tear it up at the Senior Bowl. And I remember, was it Shea Patterson was one of the quarterbacks? is just Probably. doing an awful job because he was the one – Chase Claypool was the receiver that Patterson was supposed to the fade route to. And we hear that Patterson put it in like the second level of the stands. And it was like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. It's a fade, it's a fade route, route,
0: not a, a launch it into the stands type of ball. Right. And speaking of the senior bowl, which we do here often, uh, mm-hmm. last night got confirmation of one of the things that we've been looking for. And that is Kenny Pickett to the senior bowl. I love this move. Been talking about it a lot. Uh, I think this is a wonderful move for him. him. Uh, I think it was even yesterday we were talking about if I were advising him, I would say go to the Senior Bowl. Don't play in your bowl game. Nobody cares about that. But do the Senior Bowl. And I think that's a situation where it is a little bit different. I don't think you're going to get hurt at the Senior Bowl. I don't think people are trying to do that. They're not trying to take cheap shots. You're you're probably not going to get many quarterback sacks even. And I I think he'll learn how to slide at the Senior Bowl because (laughs) they've changed that rule too. But I think it is a really cool idea for him to go to the senior bowl. And now when you look at the guys that have committed already, you have Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, and Kenny Pickett, I think are competing for QB1 in this draft class. Other couple guys, like a Carson Strong and a Sam Howell, they are juniors technically, but they're going to graduate and be on pace to play. Those are the next two guys I want to see commit to the senior bowl. And I think that will be not the best class of quarterbacks I've ever seen at the senior bowl but the most competitive, like, with the much with the most to gain. It'll be the most
1: – how do I word this? The most prospects that are set to go in the first round or, like, that are competing for the number one quarterback spot in the draft. Yeah, I mean,
0: you could have four first-round quarterbacks right there at the senior bowl.
1: Yeah. If, you know, Carson strong and Sam Howell. And man. it's really – I mean, that's going to be the place where we dictate who's QB1 because like, yeah, everyone's everyone. going to see it. Do we know which NFL teams are there yet?
0: Oh, as coaching? No. Yeah, no, it'll be usually it's uh, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, I know that <laughs> all, all thirty two, but <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. Uh, usually, it's the the worst record with the returning coaches. So, like the Lions, pretty safe to say they're going to have the worst record in the league, mm-hmm. and their coaching staff probably going to return. So, the Lions will probably have one team like and the, the Texans, Jaguars. Oh. I think the Texans are set at number two right now, but whoever that second worst team is would be, I, I think they're invited to do it. Most do accept because you're getting a great look at, you know, countless players mm-hmm. able to interview them, even if you're not coaching them. And Jim Nagy does a wonderful job too of, okay, you need this kind of player on your team. We're going to put him over there. Yep. It used to be like, oh, here's the North team. Here's the South team. They don't do that anymore. It, which is phenomenal. I, I'm eager to see what he does with these quarterbacks this year, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, and like a prime example, that's Debo Samuel because that's when Kyle Shanahan was there with the 49ers, and he was actually with Kyle Shanahan and his coaching staff that year. And so, I mean, you look at a Debo Samuel, Kyle Shanahan got a fantastic look at, with You know what I mean? How he does look, in I the think locker room, practice, retaining information. With playbook. Baker
0: Mayfield and Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Th- those two guys should not have been on the same senior bowl roster. But they were, and he put both of them with the Cleveland Browns. Like, here, take a look at your guys, and they they made the wrong decision. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they were given that opportunity. <laughs> Things would look really different, I man. Like draft in hindsight, if the Browns would have taken Josh Allen number one, and then still brought
1: in the pieces that they did, mm-hmm. like the offensive line with the tight ends, or like OB Josh Jay Allen and, and Nick Chubb
0: running at you. Like and, and a read option. Good luck yeah. to the Steelers and the Ravens and everyone else. Yeah, another one of the
1: Brown moments were like son of a
0: bitch. Yeah, we we're yeah. so close. But you know what? You, you kind of we shit on the Browns there a little bit. At least they didn't take Sam Darnold, or at least they didn't take Josh Rosen. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> so those guys are really bad. They'd I mean, even if they would have had position.
1: Lamar Jackson with that crew, that would have been nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. But also hats off to the Ravens because a lot of people didn't think Lamar Jackson should have even been – well, didn't think he should have been a quarterback, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people didn't think he should have been a first-round quarterback. So the fact that they swooped in there at pick 32 and What are your thoughts on Lamar Jackson right now?
1: Because he's not looked good the last couple weeks.
0: It's just tough. I I still feel like they don't have receivers. Yeah. And I think everybody learned – who sammy watkins is this year like, i don't know why they tried to warn you guys like any if ravens I'm, fan if
1: i'm the type of person that's looking or watching a chiefs player go to another team and say hey you're gonna get two good weeks out of them and then the hamstrings are gonna start hurting again they're, they're coming back speaking of which i'm about to cramp but <laughs> it's like one of those deals where if i'm saying that maybe pay a little mr bit optimistic over
0: there is like wait pump yeah. the brakes on it yeah <laughs> easy tiger yeah it is it Crazy with and, them. And so I wasn't Lamar trying to Jackson. Come off
1: as like a Lamar Jackson's not good. He just has not looked very good the last couple of weeks.
0: What's crazy is like almost every quarterback though. Yeah. Yeah. Has that's had a, a down year. And that's why even when we talk about the MVP, I keep mentioning guys like Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup, because I have been impressed with what they're doing. I have not been impressed by any quarterback this year to be like, yes, you are the MVP. I've been very impressed by Jonathan Taylor. Did you see Kirk Cousins'
1: stat line last night, by the way? I didn't. 14 of 31. balling, Brother.
0: <laughs> but he gets the win. That's the crazy thing he about did him.
1: Have, he yeah. did have another two passes that did not hit the ground. They were just received by the other team.
0: I feel like with him, like if he plays super well, they lose. <laughs> yeah. If he plays bad to average, <laughs> oh. they win. It's quite the conundrum with Kirk Cousins. It's just
1: so ridiculous. I mean, they ran the ball more than they passed it. Which is what they need to do, but yeah.
0: Golly. Hey, Dalvin Cook, again, like we were talking about, the fact that he had a dislocated shoulder not that long ago and then comes out and has a 200-yard rushing performance, crazy. On 27 you know, carries. Madison last night, and mm-hmm. then Cook comes out and does this. Probably still safe to maybe add Madison to your fantasy I do team
1: feel guys. bad for anyone that chose Madison over Cook. Like If you had yeah, both of yeah. them on your fantasy team, it was like, hey, which one do I play? And he didn't put him in the flex. Well, I
0: think a lot of people probably sat Dalvin Cook even. Mm-hmm. I would have questioned it. He, he was not on my team, but I would have questioned One player that I did pick up and play was old K.J. Osborne.
1: Why? Because <laughs> uh, Thielen's out.
0: <laughs> okay. So he's yeah, a receiver yeah. outside of Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had a touchdown. Yep. Yeah. So that's docking fantasy sports. My fantasy football <laughs> team is so up and down right now. I'm, not, I'm not feeling It's right been now.
1: a rough fantasy football season, I think I'm in a uh,
0: number two spot in the standings, but I've dropped three straight. I need to get back on track. How are you going to do that? Wait, I think I tied last week. I guy, think in so one of my leagues, I actually bullshit. picked up
1: Ben Roethlisberger because I was my quarterback situation was My God. <laughs> it's the league that we're in. I had Matt Ryan and Derek Carr as quarterbacks. Not good, not good at all, bub. But, but well, I, I don't think anybody tricked you into, you into adding those night. guys
0: to your team. Huh? I don't think anyone tricked you into
1: adding no, those guys. I just, you know, the rest of the way that I went just wasn't good either. <laughs> but I mean, the fact that I got Ben Roethlisberger, nice, crisp, thirty points last night. Thank you, thank Ben. It's not, but it's tough when you're playing Dalvin Cook. You got thirty-six. So that's what whatever. You, that's part of it.
0: Yeah, uh, and a couple other things that happened last night too. Uh, back to Kenny Pickett. Even the NCA comes out and says no more <laughs> fake slides. And I like that. I think it's a player safety thing. I don't think that it's something that Kenny Pickett did, and he was like, ooh, let's see if I can get away with this. I think it was just kind of in the moment. It happened. Which is very impressive. But I am glad that the NCAA did step up. Because usually anytime they want to change anything, it takes five years. <laughs> but now all of a sudden we can do it within like a week's time. So I guess I was impressed but also disappointed in that because now I know you can change things quickly. Sometimes you just decide not to, which is a pretty shitty thing to do. But again, I do think it's the right move. And in the NFL, I think we talked about this a while ago too. In the NFL, when you initiate that slide, that's when they mark you down. Yeah. So like for even in that game, I think if you really looked at the rule in the NCAA, it's probably the same thing or similar to where when he started to do that slide, which everybody knew what he was doing, they probably should have just called him down.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that he's going that fast and then a microsecond decision to go, actually stay up and run. And in your body to be like, oh, okay, we're doing this. This this is happening. No one is more impressed by that play than you.
0: It is insane. (laughs) I could go try that right now, and I know I would just stumble over my feet and face it. If it weren't for these terrible knees of mine, I would try it because I don't think that it's that impressive.
1: I think, I mean, running that fast to then dip your body Uh and then pick it back up. But he already, like,
0: slowed down very huh?
1: slowed down to initiate the slide. Yeah, but you have everything like going didn't. forward. So, like, you're in the middle of a slide to where all your momentum's going down, and then you have to, like, plant your leg in to where your knee would probably just explode, mine would, and then just to pick yourself back up, get your other leg back in front of you, and keep running. Some people might hear that and go, yeah, Bob, that's how you run.
0: Yeah, well, that's kind <laughs> of that's what I'm thinking over here. <laughs> when
1: you go down with the dip to slide and then pick yourself back up like that. I feel like your feet would trip because when you're taught to slide, it's put the one leg under the other, right? No, this is not a BC challenge. I'm not doing this. I like my knees. There's some people in the DM saying that maybe it should be the next. Brooks
0: is too damn quick. <laughs> I was thinking it. You were just going on your rant. I'm thinking, like, let's see how difficult. That's it one is. I'm not going to try. But to the thing challenge. is, you're doing it. That going or the crate it. challenge. Yeah. You happening. think it's difficult. So you're like, oh, I'm not going to do that. This is like, and this is where your brain is crazy. You could do this. And you're like, oh, no, I'm not doing it. No chance. Not running full speed. I couldn't. I know I would face plant. Yeah, I don't think he was running full speed either, though. I'm pretty sure he was. I don't think so. I think that he was like, I mean, he was moving, but he wasn't like a dead sprint. He was like that ball carrier fast. Like, I'm running fast, but not yeah, And a dead sprint. So my ball carrier fast would still cause me to trip. Yeah, so like a Because I'm not
1: five. fast anyway, so ball carrier fast, in my mind, is still somewhat fast. I'm the type of guy that thinks I'm faster with a ball in my hand than without it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but I do. No, I'm I'm definitely that way. I'm not a track athlete. Yeah, I know it's hard to tell by looking at me. I don't like to run. Yeah, not a fan. Uh, I've even I had a track coach tell me before. Hey, I coached you in football and you were fast. What happened? (laughs) It's like I'm not. I can't just run. Like I need a reason. (laughs) I either have to have somebody chasing me, a ball in my hands. I'm not just gonna be like, yeah. Now it's time to run fast. Yeah, where's a Miller Cardinal chasing me from behind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brain doesn't work that way. I'm sorry, and it never will, either. Um, but that's that. Uh, also, there's a lot of rumors about Chip Kelly back to Oregon. I saw that they requested like permission to speak to
1: him, and I didn't realize you had to do that. In well, he's football. already under a contract, so yeah. So do they have to do that with like uh, Brian Kelly? Did you had to do that with Notre Dame and everything like that, or USC with Lincoln Riley in
0: Oklahoma? I think maybe it's just a nice thing to do. Oh. I don't I don't know. So Oregon's a respectful university. A respectable <laughs> yeah. University. I know that you have to in the NFL. Like, you request mm-hmm. to interview the coordinators and stuff. I don't know. Though. That's a good point. Because, like, I don't know. I don't remember hearing this by any other school. No, Oregon would not be like, yeah, Miami, come talk to Mario Cristobal. They'd be like, exactly. no, you cannot. <laughs> Please go away. But also then they would just talk to the agent. Which is how everything gets done. And it's like the tampering period. Yeah. Like in the NBA, like, oh, free agency starts at noon. And then at 12.01, four people have signed. It's like, damn, you worked that contract out real quick, (laughs) didn't you? (laughs) So I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff that happens that isn't supposed to happen that way, but it does. But they did like request the opportunity to speak with him. I think it's a good move for both of them.
1: I mean, especially if Chip Kelly decides to go back to Oregon. And we talked about it earlier in the week where, you know, he's kind of rebuilt that program at UCLA. But it's going to be hard to compete from UCLA against the USC and now possibly Utah who looks like they've got things going in the right direction. Chip Kelly, you're familiar with everything in Oregon. You know you're going to have the backing. Just go do that. I don't think he left on bad terms, did he?
0: At Oregon? Yeah. He left for the NFL. To the Eagles, correct? Yeah. So I don't I don't think that it would be a big deal that he left. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to the NFL. I feel like that's an okay avenue to <laughs> go down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good job, actually. Yeah. yeah. And if I'm Oregon, I would be excited about it. I mean, he's definitely responsible for helping build that program. Yeah. And a lot of other guys have kept it going. Mario Cristobal, for sure. They also have some really good recruiting classes and some very young talent at Oregon. Yeah. So it might be a good opportunity for Chip Kelly to go in and. You know, a lot of these recruits might be familiar with him and his time at Oregon to be like, "Oh, we're getting a legend back." Mm-hmm. And that's cool. So they might stay. Whereas we've seen kids at LSU and Oklahoma dart and be like, "Nope, I'm good. Actually, I don't <laughs> want to be here." So I, I think it could be good for Chip Kelly. Uh, a to lot get of people of UCLA.
1: Have, sorry to interrupt you there. I know a lot of people have kind of tied the possibility of Spencer Rattler going to UCLA with Chip Kelly. If he goes to Oregon, that you think that yeah, I think keep that, that there. I,
0: I don't know if he would go to Oregon. But I, I do think that it changes things for sure because if Chip Kelly's at UCLA, that job's going to be a little bit more attractive. And for UCLA, like I don't know where they go now yeah. after this. They I mean they've they've tried to go that NFL route before, and it, it's kind of it hasn't worked out. UCLA was pretty good when I was a kid. They really haven't been since. I've them. never known them to be good. Yeah, I mean it's been over twenty years. Which is another one good. of the
1: schools where I don't understand why they're not.
0: Yeah, like, they're like, in a
1: great spot. Great. Mm-hmm. They look great facilities. There are yeah. gyms that, uh, where they, like, open the garage doors and then, you like, you get an 80-yard football field. <laughs> like, a lot of NFL guys work out there. I've seen Russell Wilson work out there. OBJ works out. Javar Slandry, some of those other. I think uh, – I was about to say Rodgers, but I don't think he has. Maybe – I've seen – I know I've seen, know I've seen Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <not
0: yet. laughs> But so it's still – like, like, the
1: facilities are great. You have NFL talent there all the time training. How in the world does that not help you in terms of
0: recruiting? Yeah, I'm sure it will. Um But I don't, I don't know. With UCLA, it's crazy. Uh, Even we talk about our local college here, and like, how can you not recruit this area?
1: Yeah,
0: you're getting dominated by a lesser town every for, (laughs) which is coming from the city next door. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're taking your kids, and I don't know. Recruiting's weird. Uh, Let's mention our great sponsors though: Miners and Monroe. Go visit them at minersandmonroe.com. Use that code MikedUp10. I had somebody tell me last night, they went to com, ordered a couple shirts, and I was like, oh, sweet. Did you use that promo code? They said, no. (laughs) Use the promo code. (laughs) It helps us. It helps them. It helps you. It's a win, win, win. Miked up ten is the promo code. Go check them out. Son of a gun! Guys, <laughs> a lot of great <laughs> stuff that they have, and you get to save some money doing it. But definitely go check them out. Miners dot com.
1: And if you got a lady, just send her the link and be like, "Hey, grab something," and then tell her to use the code because, come on, fellas, I feel like we say it every it's ad. Use code <laughs> Mike up <laughs> ten. This guy, a behind the shit. curtain.
0: That helps miners in Monroe. Be like, oh, okay, people are listening. They're using this code. <laughs> If you go there and you buy things, it's great. We want to support them. They also want to know that we're sending business their way. (laughs) So go visit that website and use code MICDUP10, all one word, uh, M-I-C-D-U-P-10 at checkout.
1: Bam. There it is. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Be sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions. No hidden fees when you go to purchase. And it's just a great spot to go. It's not a matter if it's a matter of when. Be sure you're in a position to protect yourself and your family when danger arises. Again, that is Gunspot.com.
0: I always love it when you read that ad. I don't know why.
1: It was a tough, oh, it was a tough one today because I am in a lot of pain from the Christmas party <laughs> Yeah, I hurt a lot. I am done drinking Crown Royal for a while. Yeah. It tore me up.
0: And that's all I'm drinking. I just didn't uh, want to drink beer. No, it's whatever. I have to get into it, but my trick to drinking is find your drink of choice and stick with it. Anytime you try to mix it up or throw something new in the wrinkle, it's not good. Yeah. That's when you start to pay for it. That's when my body was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? That's why my superpower is being able to function through a hangover. Except for last week, it really got me. But actually, that's because I threw something else in the mix. Uh, So don't do that. Find your drink of choice. Stay with it. Let's preview some of these NFL games, though. Uh, the first one on the slate, I, I guess it's supposed to be a good one. It's the Ravens at the Browns, a little <laughs> bit of a rivalry. But it's it's so weird because I, I see just, this, and my brain is like, oh, okay, these are still supposed to be playoff teams. Yeah, I don't know if the Browns are. I'm just
1: looking at who we have yeah. listening and I appreciate you guys being in here. <laughs> and I know one of them is a Ravens fan, like a diehard. <laughs> and it's like, I think this is supposed to be a good game. I can almost imagine what his reaction was. Like, it's supposed,
0: it's supposed to be. To be Well, I mean, it could be a blowout is what I'm thinking. I think Uh, it's going to be a close game. The crazy thing is, looking at it, the Browns are actually favored to win this game. Two and a half point spread there. I feel very confident in the Ravens. Really? Oh, very confident. Even on the road, I think a lot of things are not going well for the Browns. I easily bet on this one. Ravens all the way. And you're giving me two and a half points? yes
1: please you're giving me two and a half points i'm actually going to take the browns to win this because their last matchup was against baltimore but you and sir they, are high and they, and they kind of sold. pissed it away and then they go on a bye and now they come back to face baltimore again
0: what a, and i schedule think it's going to be really a, screwed that one up yeah too, i hate way. when they
1: do that but like i think this is going to be a redemption game for cleveland nick chubb is fully back i think kareem hunt's going to be playing as well So that's going to be the running game there. And when we look at Baltimore, they're just continuing to deal with injuries again and again. Lamar Jackson, I know I mentioned earlier in the episode, has not been looking great. I mean, his last matchup against Cleveland, he had four interceptions. Last week against Pittsburgh, wasn't able to complete the throw on the two-point conversion to win in the game. I understand you have T.J. Watt in your face, so that's tough. But it's still a situation where this is a big
0: divisional matchup, and I think Cleveland comes away with it this time. Bold take there. Uh, I'm going oppo on you. I'm I'm definitely going Ravens. And again, I feel very confident in that one. How about this next matchup, though, of the AFC South? Jaguars versus Titans. Man, that one's going to be a close game. Uh, you heard me talk about the Titans yesterday. I still think that they're a really good team. And I think that when Derrick Henry eventually comes back, I think they're a Super Bowl-winning team, or could be. They are facing a little bit of an injury bug themselves even outside of guys like Derrick Henry, but this is the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Titans going to win this game. They're favored by eight and a half. I do worry a little bit about that line because it's so big. And we've seen the Jaguars before show up for games yep. and keep them close. So they're either going to show up and keep it really close or they're going to get blown out in this one. I'm going to predict a blowout. I think that we're going to see Ryan Tannehill get things back on track against the jaguars so i'm taking the titans and i'll take them to cover
1: yeah so i'm actually going to take jacksonville to cover but tennessee to win i'm kind of worried about the eight and a half you mentioned the injuries that tennessee is dealing with Tannehill has not looked that good just being the primary guy now granted aj brown's been injured julio jones is injured as well so it's kind of one of these situations where who is he throwing the football to and who's he handing it off to hasn't been anyone that was there prior to the season starting of these are the guys we can rely on. So I'm actually going to take Jacksonville to cover, but again, I think Tennessee
0: wins. Okay, and next game, a big one on the schedule, the Raiders versus the Chiefs. I know you know what today is because you're a Chiefs fan. Son of a bitch. And it is a Friday. Yeah. Today is supposed to be Red Friday. It is. For the diehard Chiefs fans,
1: remember what I wore last time they played. Yeah. What I wear?
0: Your little weird red sweater thing. That wasn't for the Raiders game. I don't. I think you wore red. Well, now well, I'm, today, I'm wearing black today. All black. <sighs> I am. I guess it's Black Friday. I'm preparing for the funeral that's about to
1: take place on Sunday when these two teams match up. Wow, wow, well, Raiders wow. funeral. We'll, we'll see done. this game
0: in Kansas City at noon. Uh, weather should not be much of a factor. 50 degrees there. The spread on this one is nine and a half points. Uh, for those of you that maybe don't follow the Chiefs as closely as we do, they are actually terrible against the spread. Like yeah. Historically, have just they don't cover. So having them at nine and a half points here, I think I'm going to take the Chiefs to win, but I'm going to take the Raiders to cover. Just that's a big number. And again, knowing the Chiefs, they don't cover often. Yep. And I still have a lot of questions about this offense, too.
1: No, I'm right there with you. It, it hasn't looked great, but as much as the concern that we have for the Chiefs offense, we got to
0: look at the Raiders' defense and go,
1: there's really nothing to be scared of over there.
0: They have you two know, decent no. pass rushers. That's about it. And the last time these two played each other, Chiefs won 41-14.
1: I just smacked them. You know what I mean? And that was in Vegas. And now you get a home game. It's a noon game. The Chiefs haven't had a lot of those this year. So... You know, Arrowhead's going to be rocking. Of course, I'm taking Kansas City to win this game, and it's going to be kind of nice to just be able to watch an afternoon game for the Chiefs, like yeah. at twelve, instead of having to wait for like you know the first round of games to come by or a primetime game.
0: I still think sometimes those noon games are just still pretty nice. I think the three o'clock window is the best time for a kickoff. Really, really, I do. I like it. Sometimes the noon kickoff sneaks up on me. I'm like, oh shit, I, yeah, got to change the game. Yeah, Not I love three. it because it's just wake up,
1: maybe have like a cup of coffee and some right. breakfast, and boom, football's on. You waking up at noon, noonish, 11ish? I mean, ten thirty, nine o'clock on a Sunday. Dude, I'm sleeping in, man.
0: Our definitions of sleep in are really different. You got two kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine is like, if I can get till nine. Whoo. Really? Sheesh. Yeah. Man. I'd be good for a week if I could sleep in one day a week till nine.
1: <laughs> Bro, do it. Do it Sunday.
0: Do it <laughs> Saturday. You i nothing going on. That's easy for you to say. It is. Uh-huh. As you just mentioned, I have two children <laughs> and they are early risers.
1: Yeah, but you I have to you've trained your daughters to take care of themselves in the morning in terms of like don't
0: wake me up for breakfast. They can put yeah, your waffles cook in the breakfast. Don't bother me with that nonsense. You're nine years old. <laughs> you don't have a job, so you're gonna have to learn how to do something. You're gonna earn your keep
1: around here. I just look back to when I was nine, it was like I just sat my ass on the living room on the couch like really wish mom would make some breakfast. <laughs> Because I was kind of an I mean, advisor of a kid, too. For, like, Saturdays, I just I couldn't sleep in. It sucked. It'd be On Saturdays, o'clock. I can't either
0: because of college football. My body clock on Saturdays wakes up at 8 o'clock. Really? Yeah, doesn't matter what I have going on. Game day? It's like my body can hear the little tune for game day. <laughs> Which is crazy because even over the last couple of years, I'll wake up, I don't watch game day anymore. Yeah. Because I just want... It's a good show. Obviously, it's been around for a long time. I like the personalities on there. I just want the hardcore analysis. I don't want the little fluff stories. Yeah, maybe that makes me a not nice person. I don't care about those little heartstring pulls. Well They have one, like
1: you know, like you said, every week. It's like, man, I can't, I can't be getting emotional every Saturday before
0: football. Yeah, Tom Rinaldi. I'm not trying to cry on a Saturday. I'm ready to get you know. Alabama. Your great.
1: Another, another fantastic narration and story that you've put together here.
0: Yeah. Not ready for it. Don't no, want to listen to it. No. But these NFL games sleeping in, I always like for me, I get a little bit busy, I guess. And then it's like I'm making lunch or doing something else and I forget that they're on. So I hate the noon kickoff. And it feels like this is the first one that the Chiefs have had this year.
1: It's been a while. I and mean, I think early in the season was the last one because everything else has been
0: either prime time or um, three or three o'clock. Yeah, or three o'clock. Yeah, or yeah, like a Monday or something like that. Uh, next game, though, the Saints and the Jets. These are two bad football teams, <laughs> which is crazy to me still. I'm going to mention it every week. I think the Saints, in my brain, are good, but they're very beat up right now. Quarterback situation is not looking good. I think Taysom Hill is going to get another start here, which I think he should, mm-hmm. but I don't think that he's good. Saints are favored by five and a half points. The Jets are so bad, and they're so banged up, too. I'm going to take the the Saints to cover, to win and cover in this game. The Jets don't have much going for them, and I think Sean Payton's still trying to find a way to sneak into the playoffs. So, for me, Saints win and cover.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. And the only thing that kind of made me question this was, hey, how does Zach Wilson match up against this defense? I mean, the defense for the Saints, it's not awful, but it's not great either. You know what I mean? It's just kind of mediocre good right now but they're not getting a lot of help from their offense like what you just went into. So I still think the defense is good enough to get turnovers from Zach Wilson and force some chaos for that offense, because he's not looked good outside of the normal script of what they do. And I know we talked about that yesterday a little bit as well. So I'm actually going to take the saints to cover and win this football game as well.
0: Yep. And then let's move over to the NFC East where the Cowboys will travel to our nation's capital. Take on the football team. Um, as we mentioned yesterday, I'm still a believer in the Cowboys. I think they're a team that can win the Super Bowl. Washington has been playing surprisingly well. They're on a four-game winning streak right now, which is crazy. However, three of those teams are bad. You just beat the Raiders. You beat the Seahawks. You beat the Panthers. But you did make sense a win against the Buccaneers yep. a month ago. So maybe they do come out and they surprise the Cowboys. But for now, I am going to take the Cowboys to win this game. They're four-and-a-half-point favorite. I will say Cowboys win, Washington covers, though. I think they can keep it close. Wow. But I think Dallas wins.
1: Yeah, so I actually I have Dallas covering and winning the football game, but I do think it is close, and I think Washington kind of stuns them early on. And then I think Dallas gets kind of things rolling. Like Tony Pollard, I believe he's still questionable for the game. Micah Parsons is also listed as questionable, but I think he'll probably play. The thing with the Cowboys is is McCarthy's already guaranteed a win in the media. Kind of obnoxious. Like it's Washington. Get out of here with
0: that. I didn't see the clip, but I did see people talking about it on Twitter. I think that is so overrated. It is. Like yeah, I'll guarantee a win.
1: You guarantee a win every week. Like that's kinda of why yeah. you roll out so like we're gonna beat
0: this. Especially team. when you're a good football team. This isn't like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Robert Sala for the Jets coming out and being like, "I guarantee you we're gonna win." Or Urban Meyer doing it. This is a good team in the NFC going up against a division rival.
1: And when we we know the NFC East is wide open as always, even if it's close. I mean, the eight and four shit. They lose this game, it becomes seven and six and eight and five.
0: And it's another one of those things, too, is like, what do you expect the coach to say? I know I'm not guaranteeing it. There's well, I didn't no expect
1: him to do like he doesn't have to do that. Like, that's kind of the, like that's unnecessary. Like Maybe say it to the, to the team and in the locker room. No need to say it to the media. It just brings unnecessary attention to this game. Like, there's no need to promote it anymore.
0: I would just guarantee every Sunday coach you guaranteed a win like yeah i did last week too <laughs> guess what next week i'm gonna guarantee that one too that's what i'm supposed to do i'm here to win football games so i don't to me it's that just, would actually might work it's just an annoying question and i didn't, coach again, Mello, i didn't hear the question being posed so i don't know what it was i just saw the reaction on twitter but if somebody in the media is like hey coach can you guarantee a win this week Yeah, you have to say yes. You can't be like, no, not this week. You can't guarantee it. (laughs) Because then if you sound doubtful, people are just going to roast you for that. And be they will spin it to like, oh, McCarthy doesn't think they can win this.
1: He doesn't believe in his team.
0: Yeah. Now, if you really want to make a guarantee, tie it to something. Yeah. Yeah, I guarantee we'll win this game. And if I don't, I'll quit my job. Then that makes it tough. <laughs> okay, Mel Kuyper. <laughs> yeah, was it Jimmy Clausen. Not yet? good. I will retire. So weird because I still see Mel Kuyper. I don't see Jimmy Clausen. Like
1: thirteen years ago, man, I remember that so vividly. Be like, man, Jimmy
0: Clawson's going to be great. Can't wait. Goes
1: to the Panthers. Yeah,
0: nothing. He was a big time recruit too. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that part of his game, but a lot was of when Panthers I first started
1: there. paying attention to the draft because it was like, who's coming up? Da 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 da. So Jimmy Clausen was like the first quarterback prospect I really knew of, outside of Jamarcus Russell. I should say that. So maybe it was Jamarcus Russell. The Raiders got him, huh? Was that the same draft? Uh, I don't think so. Anyway, I just uh, remember Jamarcus Russell because I was in fifth grade and we got to go on a trip to Kansas City and we were in the mall walking around and I think we stopped to like get food and we saw Jamarcus Russell was picked by the Raiders and my buddy who's a Raiders fan was super excited. And he was like, this guy can throw football 80 yards from his knees. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's cool. Who the Chiefs get? And they're like, Dwayne Bo out of Louisiana State. I was like, Louisiana State? That school sucks. <laughs> Little did I know that was LSU. And Dwayne <laughs> Bo wasn't that bad. Wasn't great, but
0: for a Chief, he wasn't, wasn't a bust. I mean, he yeah. was a good pick. I don't think yeah. they, were, they probably but don't. Fifth grade it. Austin was just like, Dev was like, the
1: fucking Dwayne Bo, dude. What the hell? My,
0: My thing you know with no Marcus Russell was always like, I think he would have been really good had he fallen in the draft. But he came in he so just, like overconfident, yeah. like, I'm the dude. I don't have to try. I'm the number one overall pick. But I do think that if he would have went, like, even fell out of the top ten and somebody else picked him, if he would have come in with a chip on his shoulder instead of in his belly, <laughs> then he probably would have been good because he did Ooh, have him. a crazy good arm. Yeah. And he, he was, was a very large individual. Massive. I and still love the
1: story of, like, hey, go home and watch this tape, um, and they're just blank. Yeah. That is, God, I, I would die laughing as a coach. Uh huh. Like, you idiot. And also, like, a, we are so screwed. <laughs> yeah. We're fired. We
0: messed up. We lost Doug. <laughs> um, let's go to the NFC South, though, where the Falcons take on the Panthers. Two more really bad football teams. I assume B.J. Walker's starting at quarterback.
1: I think it actually is Cam. <laughs> Good
0: luck. Either way. <laughs> I can promise you right now, though, I ain't watching a lick of this football game. No. I'm not either. Um, the Panthers are favored by two and a half. I'm actually, I'm going to take the Falcons in this one. I am as well. And I don't feel good about the Falcons <laughs> and what they have. Uh, but at least they have a quarterback. I don't think that he's good. I don't think that I would build around him. But I think he's maybe one of the best players on the field.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I trust the offense from Minnesota, not Minnesota, excuse me, for Atlanta more than I do Carolina right now because of who's playing quarterback. Like, yeah. I don't want to watch Cam Newton struggle to get the ball to Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore anymore. Yeah. I mean, I'll just watch Matt Ryan stand in a pocket who one can't run and two has no mobility at all when trying like or can't yeah, throw, throw while I'm being mobile. So I'm gonna take Atlanta to sit here and I don't think the defenses are any good at all. I'm just
0: taking Atlanta to win this game. But yep. again, not watching it at all. No, no need to at all. But you should definitely go check out Club six oh nine. Uh, the big guy and I were in there last night. With a, a wonderful crowd of people. We thank our yep. friend Rob Forrest for hosting us uh, at his Christmas party, paying for it a little bit today. Yep. But that's fine. Go visit Club Six and Nine because you couldn't last night. Go check them out. Uh, Fridays, Saturdays, pretty popular little spot. You might want to go ahead and get yourself a reservation. Check them out for that happy hour starting at two o'clock, running until eight o'clock. Two for one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club Six and Nine.
1: Yep. And then next up is downtown Lube, located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on Main Street and First. They've been here for forever, for as long as I've been here, that's for sure. But that is the place to go. They have been here for for one year. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's actually like 30. But great great spot to go market. And the guys pride themselves on giving you the best customer service as possible and getting you in and out as quickly as possible as well. Be sure, be sure to visit them, Downtown Lube. They do specialize in tires and lube, but be sure to visit their website, downtownlube.com, for their full list of services. I started there for a second because I almost just said it's not a matter if, it's a matter when. <laughs> visit Downtown <laughs> but Lube. But it's very true. Yeah. It is you not wrote, a matter of
0: if. It's a matter of when you're going to need your car serviced.
1: Yeah. I feel like you just you leaned in. need tires. It. I might, yeah.
0: Maybe that should be your new catchphrase. I almost started laughing at myself in the middle of that ad because I was like, nope, wrong. You know, we, we were somewhere. talking yesterday, though, about – I don't know if it was on the podcast or not – of you and your catchphrases and like you don't have one currently i think you do you just get to say it every day and i can't make fun of it i i I guess i still do you 100 (laughs) percent do yeah but that's your catchphrase
1: there's not a whole lot that i do without getting made fun of for that is correct yeah it's been my whole life like it's not just from hanging out with you guys that's been my whole life
0: yeah it's fun though for all of us we yeah
1: you guys have a great you have a great time we all enjoy But it's it. weird when I hang out with people and they're not roasting me. It's just like, ah, I, I turn into Ricky Bobby. It's like, I don't know what to do with my hands.
0: <laughs> like, I, mean, <laughs> I will say when people are not poking fun at you or however you want to say it, roasting you, bullying yeah. you, you kind of turn into the guy that tries to do that to other people. It doesn't always work for you. No. You're no, not that guy, off, pal.
1: I don't know how to be that guy. I'm yeah. tough <laughs> position. It's it's people, it's a tough wife <laughs> out here.
0: Yeah, you you don't handle that role well. No. You and just stay on the like opposite nice. side. I just want to be the nice guy. Yeah, you be should because everybody. you're not good at the other. That's
1: fine. That I can admit <laughs> that. I'm not. It's whatever. Next it's game. Part of it. <laughs> Let's get back
0: to these games. Seahawks versus Texans. Two very bad teams. And uh, <laughs> I think I saw on my telephone that the Texans are going to start their rookie. Uh, oh, what's his face? Davis. I, yeah. Not David. David. God forbid. David. Davis Mills, I think they should at this point. I mean, Tyrod, I, I guess maybe you want to give him an opportunity uh, to interview for other jobs next year. But I think like, we know who he is. I don't. I don't think that we need more Tyrod tape. I think we've got it. I think you need to figure out what you have with Davis Mills. And I don't think that he is the future at quarterback. But I think you got to figure that out and give him that opportunity, or at least even see. Is he your future backup? Is he a guy that you can Mm -hmm. keep on roster? Or is he somebody that you're just probably going to move on from? I think that's what you're watching for if you're a Texans fan. If you're a Seahawks fan, I just feel sorry for you anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, you trade multiple first-round picks away for Jamal Adams, and he's not even playing this
0: game. Nope. He's He's out for the year, correct? Uh, Was it the year? I I think so. He's out for the year. year.
1: Son of a bitch. And then a lot
0: of other questionable stars – as well, Quandre Diggs, DK Metcalf. Uh, I have no idea if Chris Carson is ever playing. It's too much. That's a full-time job. Yeah. I don't have enough time in the day. If I didn't have to sleep, I would. But to keep track of if he's playing, if he's not, is just too much. I will say the Seahawks are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite in Houston. This is how bad things are for Seattle. I think Seattle wins, but I think the Texans cover Really, it's really just it's falling apart, and I think that it's falling apart in that locker room. Uh, they don't know how to deal with this level of adversity in Seattle, they've never had to do it before. This is yeah. the first time through, they don't know they're they're crumbling
1: right now. They 100% are, but then I look at Houston and go, What do you have to match up against it? and they literally have nothing, nothing no. like Zach, excuse me, Zach Cunningham. You just signed to a monster deal, what last year, no longer no, he's on gone. the team. So it's, you don't have anything. You don't have anything along the defensive line. Charles he was gone at the trade deadline. So it's one of these situations where I look at Houston in this in this matchup, and somehow Seattle's still better than them, and they've not yeah. looked good either, even with all the injuries that they're facing. So I am going to take Seattle to win and cover this game due to the fact that Houston has nothing.
0: Yeah. Um, next one: the Detroit Lions going to Denver to take on the Broncos. This one surprised me. The Lions coming off their first win of the season, they're still a 10 point dog to the Broncos. And, you know, we've seen the Broncos play. They've looked good at times. I still don't think that they're good. This is another game where I'm going to take the Broncos to win, but I'm going to take the Lions to cover. I think they've got a little bit of swagger to them, a little bit of confidence coming into this thing. And I think that the Lions are going to be overlooked by almost everyone for the rest of the year just because of. Uh, who they are uh, the Broncos coming into this thing, probably not thinking that they're going to win. But like I said, I think they can play it close. I think there's enough going on there with Detroit. And anytime you can get old Danny Campbell excited and going in this thing, I, I think that is going to pick up some momentum. I think Jared Goff is going to get uh, comfortable, confident. So yeah, I'll stick with it. I'm going Lions cover this game. Broncos win.
1: Wow. I'm thinking Denver wants a little bit of a redemption game. After the embarrassment they faced last week, they just they had things rolling a little bit on offense, but defensively couldn't get them to slow down uh, when facing Kansas City. But I think here against the Lions, there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> this is another one of the situations with the Lions that they don't really have much to offer. So I am going to roll with Denver just because I feel like they have more pure talent on the team. Defensively, they're going to be able to get turnovers. And then the way they ran the ball last week, I mean – Williams has just looked like a stud for them, the yep. rookie running back out of North Carolina. So I think they just continue to run the rock with him, and I think they can win this game.
0: Him and Patrick Sertan have uh, both yeah. looked fantastic so far for the Broncos. There's a lot to be <clears throat> happy about if you're a Broncos fan. I know that this season probably not going the way you wanted it to, but I mean you're a Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers away from being probably one of the best teams in the AFC. And the AFC is still good. I know there's a lot of teams out there. And it's hard to tell who the good ones are. That's because there are so many of them. Um, so uh, that's the Broncos and the Lions. How about this one, though? The New York Giants versus the Los Angeles Chargers. I think the Chargers still have a lot to prove. And they've just been so inconsistent. There are times where I think they're one of the best teams in football. And then there are times where I'm like, oh, you are still a lot, uh, very far away from being a good football team. Last week they beat the Bengals 41-22. to 22. But they almost—they still kind of let Cincy come back in that game, Yeah. almost. I, I don't think that will happen this week, though. The spread on this one is 10 points. The Giants are another team where it's already falling apart. They, they've got almost nothing going on for them. I don't even know if Daniel Jones is playing in this one. I think the last time I took note of the Giants, there was talk of Jake Fromm might have to play quarterback for them. So I'm going to take the Chargers, and I'm going to take them to cover that 10 points.
1: And I'm actually kind of excited to see Jake from if he does get the start, because it does look like right now, Damon Jones is doubtful. Kadarius Toney is questionable. Sterling Shepard is questionable. Oh, and the Kenny Galladay, the receiver that you just paid a ton of money to in the offseason, is questionable once again. So the Giants just continue to have one bad thing after another take place. And now you have to travel across the country to face the Chargers, who look like they might be getting things rolling again i'm taking uh Angeles almost at san diego taking the charger here to win and cover the 10 point spread
0: they it, it'll be 30 years from now and i will still view them as the san diego chargers yep they could even move again and be in like minneapolis or somewhere
1: the, the toronto Louis chargers, chargers yeah. and i'll still be
0: like yeah the san diego chargers are pretty good this year <laughs> they will always be that in my brain how about this next game though uh a Super Bowl contender for you, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, sir.
1: Why are you gonna make it sound so sarcastic?
0: Because I can't believe you said it. <laughs> well yeah. Sorry. I just don't I just view okay. them the same way you do. It's like uh you know sometimes you'll see a girl in the bar and you'll be like, Oh my god, she's so hot and your buddies would be like, Yeah, she's actually she's all right. And just, she's cute. For you, the Bengals are hot. And I'm just like, Yeah, they're cute. <laughs> hey, that'll do. What time is it? Okay, it's two thirty. Yeah, I'll take that bet. Uh, But they are taking on the San Francisco 49ers. And you will be looking
1: at the time to see if it's really 2.30. How long have we doing this show?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we're in it today. (laughs) Uh, They're taking on the 49ers. The 49ers on the road favored by one and a half.
1: Asinine. Asinine. Erroneous. Erroneous on all counts. I don't get it either. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm taking Cincinnati to freaking just demolish San Francisco.
0: I'm taking Cincinnati to win, and obviously that would be as well. You don't see very many road teams in the NFL be a favorite like this, especially when, I mean, the Bengals have the better record. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got some That's stars. what really caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. It, it did, me too. I even looked at the little ESPN matchup predictor. It favors the 49ers as well.
1: Is it because like Joe Burrow Mixon and T Higgins are all questionable right now? I think they're all playing though. Yeah. So I, I do wonder that, if the, maybe
0: that's it where or... that Joe
1: I don't know though. That's still
0: B.S. That Joe Burrow Pinky. So many people concerned about it. I still think that's BS. I think Joe Mixon will play. I think T Higgins will play. Yeah. So I'm I don't know. I'm not worried about it. I'm taking the Bengals as well. Not as a Super Bowl contender. But I think they can beat Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. I think they'll beat them.
1: I think the Bengals are in a great spot to win their division. Yeah. They cuz I mean, I'm already picking Cleveland to beat Baltimore
0: here. They're like a so game just, behind the Ravens. Yeah. Right? They are. Yeah. They could, depending on schedule. I don't I'm not looking at it, but things could fall apart for the Ravens. I mean, they're Lamar Jackson away from being a very, very bad football team. Seriously. So, I mean, I don't think it's crazy. Or, I mean, even an injury to Mark Andrews. Like, if he if
1: something happens to him and he messes a couple of games, mm-hmm. there goes your season. Because that's the only guy you can rely on in terms of throwing the ball down the field.
0: Yeah. Uh, next game, last of the 330 kickoffs, is a very good one, though. The Buffalo Bills taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I think that would have been like a preseason Super Bowl matchup. I and mean, I still think that it could be. Uh, the bills haven't been playing up to expectations, however, the buccaneers I think have at nine and three. I still think they're very, very good. They are favored by three and a half in this one. I like Buffalo, I know we talked about them a lot yesterday with the power rankings and things like that. They just haven't been playing that well. I think that i'm I'm taking tampa bay i'm taking them to cover as well i just i'm not loving what I'm seeing out of Buffalo right now. And you can't go into a Tom Brady Buccaneers team with all these questions and inconsistencies. So I am going to take the Bucs and I am going to take them to cover. And I feel very confident in it. Very
1: confident, huh? Very confident. Well, you take that confidence and shove it because I'm going to take Buffalo here to cover and possibly win this football game. You better
0: because you're like the biggest Bills fan who's not a Bills fan, according to your power <laughs> rankings.
1: Hey, I like, <laughs> no joke. I've been getting some slack on that. I got some. I got a lot of slack yesterday with the whole like who's good, who's not. Like, Not the Patriots. I was like, I wish you guys could have listened because that was the first team we went over. And Melo hit me with this straight up good or bad, mm-hmm. good, good Super Bowl, day. bad not. And I was like, I don't know if they're, I think they're your the Super Bowl. You're like, bad team. Mm-hmm. I, look like I look like an idiot. Because then later <laughs> you go, well, in this exercise, I don't think they're good. Like, okay, so now we just know how to alter our words to favor <laughs> you.
0: That's <laughs> No, I'll I stand by it. Have. I don't I can't remember roast what I was people. I'll label them bad. Bad teams can't win a Super Bowl. Good teams can win a Super Bowl. Patriots can win a Super Bowl this year. I, don't I, still
1: think I, still still I just stuff. don't trust them in the playoffs. That's it. I don't think their offense has the weapons needed in playoffs that's it. That's back it. But game. back to this Buffalo game. I think Buffalo is ready to be back on track, back on track. Back last back week. I know we talked about it earlier in the, of this season. week. It will we'll take, take it, that game know. as a wash. The weather just, it wasn't good for either team and Patriots were better suited for that than Buffalo because they're not a running team. You don't got to worry about the weather this week in Tampa. looks like it's going to be absolutely beautiful, a crisp 79 degrees and a little cloudy with the sun shining real bright. So Josh Allen, go have yourself a day, bub, and maybe win this one.
0: Uh, That's a very good defense, though, up against. And Tom Brady owns the Bills. (laughs) History shows he beats the Bills a lot. Tom Brady to the Bills is like Aaron Rodgers to the Chicago Bears. I own you. Yeah, very similar there. And then speaking of Aaron Rodgers, the last game on Sunday night football is the Bears at the Packers. The owner of the Chicago Bears plays for the Green Bay Packers, though. Spread on this one. Have you looked at it yet?
1: I have not. Oh,
0: I 12 just and a half points. That's your prime time game. Maybe you should have flexed this one out. I don't. I <laughs> guess you think that the Packers are big enough of a draw against a rival that you wanted on your prime time Get game. Get the Chicago it is kind of market. Yeah. They didn't flex it. I, I'm taking the Packers. I'm. I'm going to take them to cover too. Yeah. I would have match for. I
1: would match. I would have much rather seen Bills Buccaneers in prime time than uh, Rogers
0: and versus the uh, Bears. Yeah, I guess you just get to see him absolutely own the Bears. Annihilate, yeah. 33 degrees, probably no chance of snow in hell, even if there is. I don't believe in snow in Green Bay anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're going to show it to me outside the stadium, and it's going to be crazy. Then I'm going to watch that game, and it's going to be on beautiful green grass. Yep. Those cheating heaters that they have in the field. What
1: happened to the snow?
0: Yeah, where is it? It's just not here. No. I need somebody to alert me the next time there is an actual snow game with, like, piles and mounds of snow on the field. Like, I want them bringing out the little tractors and doing the hash marks and the the lines on the field because, like, we don't know where they are after that. Yeah, I want to see the field workers actually work. Yeah.
1: Not just turn on the heaters underneath the field and go, it'll do its job.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But I'm going to take the Packers and I'm going to take them to cover the Bears Justin Fields supposed to start in this game again. He's been banged up though. Now you get to go to try to do it against Green Bay in the cold. I, I'm just, I'm not feeling it for Chicago. I think a lot of things I are feel falling bad apart there too. Yeah, and uh, they could be a team that I, I haven't heard this. I am just throwing it out there. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose this game and then Matt Nagy's fired.
1: That's probably the best thing that could happen to him this weekend after getting embarrassed on national television because Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to do whatever he wants this game. I'm taking Green Bay to win this by 12 and a half, and I'm also going to take the over, and I would be surprised if Green Bay does it all by
0: themselves on the 43. Yeah, that's pretty low. The cold, I I guess they're thinking that will play a part, but I I don't think so. Yeah. I I think that it's actually colder in the stands than it is on the field in Green Bay. I don't know what the rule is on when they can turn the heaters on. (laughs) But I kind of have a feeling they're going to be on. Like, oh, just in oh, case. Oh, yeah.
1: I bet they're on right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're just running that thing consistently. Uh, but that's it for us today. We will be back on Monday, breaking down the world of football. Uh, we have the Heisman Trophy this Saturday, too. Yes, Didn't sir. Didn't talk about it because I, it's going to be Bryce Young. He's going to win. Yeah. If something surprising happens, we'll definitely be talking about it. But that's what's going to happen there. Don't forget about our great sponsor to end the show, Roper Kia. Go in there, mention us at Miked Up. Tell them we sent you. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer newer ride. Use code Up 10 at Miners in Monroe. They'll give you 10% off and they'll say, hey, people are actually using that code. That's fantastic. <laughs> help us help you help yourself. And that's it for us today. We thank you guys for joining